the science of what color is and how color works is in fact literally energy. So knowing that, there are some really, really simple ways you can enhance your well-being, your productivity, your joy, ease, and even your relationships. Have you ever walked into a new room, like a hotel room, someone's office, or a house you're thinking of buying, and you just feel great or terrible instantly? Have you ever put on an outfit and looked in the mirror and thought, damn, this outfit lights me up, and then proceeded to get compliments about it all day? Have you ever arrived on a website that just made you feel so good you immediately started clicking around for something to buy because you want to keep just a little bit of that good feeling? Or the opposite, you got there and you were like, get me out of here, this is so cold or so crazy or so heartless or soulless, I, ha- I want to have nothing to do with this brand. Of course you have, we all have. We often will describe these experiences as having good energy or bad energy or good vibes or bad vibes. And that's actually a lot more accurate than you think. Because most of this experience that you're having is down to energy, and most of that energy is color. Did you know that color is energy? I mean, you probably learned that somewhere along the way in grade school, right? But it is literally a wavelength. It's the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum. And this spectrum varies in you know short to long wavelengths and includes things like gamma rays and X-rays microwaves and radio waves. Color is right in the middle there in the visible part of this spectrum and it is actually literally energy. It's light. So did you know that when it comes to how we feel, color makes up a huge part of our perception and therefore our conscious and unconscious feelings and behaviors in that environment? Yep. So red can literally raise our pulse while the lighter shade of red pink, light pink, can keep our pulse from rising, which is why it's famously used in many prisons. Some shades of blue can increase our focus, and some can cause our minds to calm. Some shades of yellow can actually enhance our mood and make us feel happier, while other shades of yellow used in too much quantity can actually make us feel dizzy, nauseous, or even suicidal. And many shades of green can actually make us feel restful and rejuvenated, which is one of the many reasons why it feels so good to be out in nature, in the forest, among the grass, because all that green feels so good. So in addition to philosophies like feng shui and the chakra system, which have very clear connections between color and energy, the science of what color is and how color works is in fact literally energy. So knowing that, there are some really, really simple ways you can enhance your well-being, your productivity, your joy, ease, and even your relationships using color. If you want to understand which versions of a color like red or blue might be best suited to you, be sure to go to the website jnicolesmith.com quiz and take our quiz to help you find your personality type. And you can do this for yourself or for your brand or both because there is a really strong correlation between our personalities 
and our preferences for certain types of color. And this is not just my opinion. I did not make this up. This is validated scientific fact. So go check out uh, the quiz. And when you actually see a results page, you'll be able to see some examples of colors that might be great selections for you for things like paint, clothes, decor, and so much more. Okay, so let's jump into these five simple and I think pretty surprising ways that color can impact your life and business. These are meant to be quick, practical, actionable tasks for you to utilize color more effectively, most of all to have a more predictable impact. The heart and soul of color psychology and my most common tidbits of advice for homes, offices, wardrobes, and marketing are on their way. So listen up. Here you go. Tip number one, pick a signature color. For you and especially for your brand, you definitely will benefit from having a signature color. Now, this is basically just picking one color that you want to be associated with and using it with a ton of repetition. In uh, my course, Colors That Convert, you can see the link in the show notes, I give a really great example of my friend Sigrun, who is very memorable in her signature color, red. She wears red for work, red for play, her car is red, even her mastermind is called Red Circle. And this is such a known thing now that people wear red to her events and even text her when they see red things in stores. It's perfect. What an amazing way for her to stay top of mind and create this wonderful little trigger to encourage engagement with her people. But also this color is perfect for the type of energy she brings to her business She is really no-nonsense and powerful, and she's fiercely independent. She's really, really passionate about fighting for women's equality, and this color is the perfect representation of what you'll get from Sigrun as a business coach. So there's great alignment between this color and the experience of working with her or being in her world. So she's a great example of having a signature color and wearing it all the time and having it around all the time, both in her personal life and in her brand. So if you wanted to pick a signature color, this process should be led by color psychology, not just preference, because it's one thing to pick a color you like, but it's another to pick a color that will have a clear and appropriate response from other people. So for example, if you take the quiz and find out you're a starshine, black is totally an option for you. Although I'd usually not recommend it as a choice for a signature color because it's one of the least memorable colors. (laughs) But if you're any of the other three personality types, black is off the menu. So make sure you have a look at that results page after you take the quiz so you can see some other colors that are in your personality type. And like I said, if you want to take this further, you can grab that course, Colors That Convert, to choose a color with the right psychological impact for how you want to be perceived. Because that's really important. You want to pick a color that's going to align with how you are going to make people feel when you're on that Zoom call, when you walk in the room, when they spend time with you, because you don't want to be sending the wrong signals, right? And the right color can enhance the right signals that you want to be sending. Okay, next big bit of advice. Number two, get rid of gray. Okay, so I used to be obsessed with what my friends, who also loved this color, by the way, would call middle-class gray. (laughs) This is a name given to a color that like saw a huge spike in use, you know, like a mid to dark charcoal gray um, being used in decor, especially paint. 
over the last probably 15 years. And this was also during a time in my life where my wardrobe was very black and navy, which we'll talk about in a second, which was a reflection of my mood. I had moved from sunny California, where my wardrobe was very colorful, to rainy England, and it definitely brought down my joie de vivre for a little bit. But anyway, back to decorating. So gray, this whole gray debacle is a huge complaint I have about all my favorite like renovation shows, especially on HT, HGTV in America, <laughs> because it feels like everyone's maximum range for decorating is white, black, and gray with a few metallics, right? Maybe there's a little silver or gold in there, some marble, but everyone wants to quote unquote, keep it neutral. <laughs> America, you've got a huge addiction to gray and it's not much better in the UK. Gray is basically the color of indecision, right? It's the color of the fear of being interested or willing in actually picking a color, the fear of things not matching, the fear of color in general, which by the way, is a topic I will be going deeper into in the future, because <laughs> this is a big one. We're going to unpack that. But actually recently I saw an ad where the car company Fiat has actually come out and said they they're no longer going to make gray cars, which I love. How clever. But given that this is the number one selling color for many, many car companies, I think this is really brave. And I love this stance on standing up for color, even if it is a bit of a marketing gimmick. I dig it. So you can check out the link to that in the show notes, or you can just Google it because they did a really cool ad in Italian talking about the correlation between the inspiration for this brand and it being Italian, which is great. But ultimately, here's the facts. Gray does not have any positive psychological benefits, but it does have some pretty grim adverse effects um, in too high uh, of an amount or in the in the wrong shades of gray. So you can kind of imagine the dreariness and depressingness of some of the gray places you've been, right? Really like bad industrial environments, um, really depressed, you know, rainy cities. Gray is not an exciting, inspiring or joyful color in any way. So if you want to find a neutral to decorate with in particular, then go find your personality type in our quiz and find the most neutral color of a version that suits you. So if you're a sunshine, maybe it's a like barely there blue or some khaki or a light pink, depending on the feeling that you want in the room. Maybe if you're a seaside, it's like a sagey green or a gray blue or a minky pinky beige. If you're a fireside, it might be a lovely olive or a warm stony, you know, really, really light brown, light khaki. And if you're starshine, you probably want minimalism and there's really no middle ground for you. So you're probably going to stick with white and black like you always do, which is fine. But let's not be so afraid to venture into exploring and using color because it's literally better for our health to surround ourselves with colors that inspire well-being, which gray will never, ever do. Okay, piece of advice number three, green or blue for your office. No matter which personality type you are, if you want to be more focused and feel more mentally stimulated, a medium to high chroma blue, which is a blue that has what you might describe as like a lot of saturation from your color group will make that happen. So if your desk faces a wall, like on the opposite side of the room, then consider painting that wall a lovely luscious blue or turquoise that you love that feels stimulating. 
this will help stimulate your focus and your thinking. If your desk faces out a window, that's great too. Just make sure you've got some leafy greens to gaze upon because the green will help you feel more rested and rejuvenated even while you work. Okay, piece of advice number four, do not be afraid of pink. Okay, so I grew up absolutely allergic to pink. (laughs) Hated it. Hated it all the way into my late 30s. (laughs) I think partly because I I was a bit of a tomboy and partly because pink was like the expectation of girls and I have a tendency to run in the opposite direction of what I'm supposed to do, right? So I think the other piece of it knowing, like now knowing what I know about color psychology is that because I'm as a person really in my head, I love being creative and all up in my brain, I was drawn to blue, which is a mentally, you know, if affects us in uh, mentally, but you know, like 40% of the world's favorite color is blue. So there's nothing original there. But pink can be an absolutely delightful color to soak in, whether or not you consciously like it, it can have some really positive impacts on your emotions. So soft light pink is the color of motherly love, of cuddles. It's nurturing and it makes us feel more loved up than any other color can. So use it in your brand if this is a really important feeling for you to convey to your clients and potential clients. So for example, I work with a lot of pet businesses and I end up working with a lot of like pet sitters and dog walkers and a lot of them um, also like pet photographers, they speak so much about this relationship between the dog and the person and they talk about caring. Pink then becomes, light pink in particular, a very useful color to use in branding to convey that feeling strategically as and when you want to. It doesn't have to be pink everything. It doesn't have to be pink everywhere, but on certain parts of your website, your print materials, um, it can be a really useful color to make people feel that care in a way just saying the words can't always do. And it's a great color to use gently in your home for areas you want to feel warm and nurturing, like a bedroom, a bathroom, a kid's room, or a little snug. I have only been brave enough to paint one room in my house pink, which is my four-year-old daughter's room, and she loves it. But one of the things I like to do instead is I like to dot the house with light pink blossoms whenever they're in season. So my favorites are peonies and roses. And at our old house in Twickenham, we used to have this beautiful climbing rose that was in our garden, which like hung into, we had this amazing round window in our shower and the roses would like hang in. You could open the window while you're in the shower and the roses were like right there and they smelled amazing. And they had this beautiful light pink color. And right now, as we speak, I've got pink peonies all around my house because I love them. I love them. And it's such a delicate, light, gorgeous color of light pink. So anytime I walk into any room or into the garden where these colors are, I get that rush of warmth and those maternal, you know, comforting, cuddly vibes. And so will everyone else in the house. So it's a really nice thing to surround the people you love with. The funny thing about pink for me is that I only started coming around to it when I got pregnant for the first time. And before I even knew I was having a girl, I just started randomly being drawn to light pink for the first time ever in my life. And I bought some pink things for the house. I bought a few pink items of clothing. It was really weird behavior for me. 
But then when I started learning about color psychology, it totally made sense because I was in the process of becoming a mother and instinctively my brain was drawn towards those maternal vibes. And also in regards to pink being for girls, it hasn't always been that way. It used to be the other way round. Pink was for boys and blue was for girls because pink was like the lighter version of the often red military uniforms of the day. It was seen as really masculine. And like many big cultural shifts, it was actually a marketing campaign that designated blue for boys and pink for girls. So if you're a guy, you should especially not be scared of pink. It's super stylish, very European, and makes people around you feel great. Okay, number five, let go of black and navy only. (laughs) Okay, last but definitely not least, one of the most common bits of advice I give along with the bit about gray, is to let go of an over-reliance on black and navy in your wardrobe. This was absolutely life-changing for me because like I said, I had defaulted from this colorful wardrobe when I was living in a sunny place in California and lots of those colors were available for sale and they made me feel good and I felt good because I was in the sunshine. A couple years into moving in England, I opened my closet and it's like literally all black and navy. I have a photo of this somewhere I might try and include in the show notes because it's really depressing when you actually see it. But here in England, black and navy are everywhere. And you'll see that in a lot of urban environments, you know, where people are wearing trench coats and suits and everyone's trying to look important and fancy. But like, no. (laughs) I went to an afternoon tea um, not that long ago. And I remember looking around the room and literally, I think I might have a photo of this as well. I probably snuck a photo of it because it was so jarring to me, but everyone in the room was wearing black and navy. And we can do better than this. (laughs) They aren't as flattering as you think because most of us are not suited to wear these colors and they drain us. They make us look heavier, not lighter. And aside from the superficial aspects, if you're not a starshine, then they are probably masking and even draining your natural personality. So by wearing black and navy, you are literally sucking the personality out of yourself and you're having to work harder to over overcome those colors you're wearing in order to let your personality shine. And, you know, getting brave and starting to explore color that makes you feel great is so worth it. And, you know, I encourage you and challenge you to do this, especially for the big things where you're tempted to reach for black, like a speaking gig or a fancy event or an important meeting. Try and at least get brave enough to wear like a colorful top or jacket so whatever is near your face is lighting you up instead of dulling you down. And you will be amazed how much better you feel and remarkably how differently people react and respond to you and your brand for that matter. Um, Because everything I'm saying about wardrobe is the same for websites, logos, and social feeds. When it's full of black, it's very heavy. The same is true with navy. So when you're wearing color or using color that enhances you and your brand's personality, and you will hear me repeat a lot in this podcast how you want to be perceived, you'll be amazed how much better it works and how much better you feel than just relying on you know, the basics of Black Grand Navy. So take the quiz I mentioned. It's janenicolesmith.com slash quiz to see some examples from your color group that might be a good replacement for Black. Okay, there you have it. That was easy, right? The top five conversations I so often find myself in when people, you know, we get introduced and they find out that I'm a color consultant. 
For more specific changes to make to your business, especially your website, which is a really critical place because that first impression is happening and so are a lot of conversions that need to occur. Like, you know, we need people to give us our email. We need them to buy. Check out the Colors That Convert course linked in the show notes. This um, is a quick and dirty resource that will help you overhaul those most important parts of your website. Uh, to avoid making big mistakes that could be costing you sales right now as we speak. And you can count on me to go more in depth on this conversation here in this podcast. So stay tuned, hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you next time.